0: There you are. Hello. You would
1: you would think I would have this all down by now?
0: Oh, trust me, I'm with you. <laughs> Where are you calling in from?
1: I'm actually at Tyson's Corner um, in the DC area. I uh, I just came in from Pittsburgh a couple of nights ago, and um, I just wanted to lay low um, and 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 just make sure that you know I was feeling okay and. Uh, and now I'm just getting ready for for you know the two art shows coming up.
0: Your artwork is beautiful. Tell us about it.
1: Well, um, I, I I I I got a great feeling when I was when I was young, early school years. Uh, I loved painting, but never really did anything with it. Um, it, it just gave me a good feeling. And then uh, my grandfather bought me my first camera. Uh, must have been around about six or seven years old. And then by the time I was nine or 10, you know, I discovered uh, music. You know, of course, the rest is history. You know, I joined, I joined Def Leppard at uh, 15 years old. And then more recently, uh, my youngest daughter, she started, uh, you know, she was, she was born like 10 years ago. And uh, we started painting together. And then it sort of reignited my passion for uh, painting. And I realized that, you know, when I watched her, she was in the moment, totally in the moment. She, she wasn't anywhere else but in that painting. And it reminded me of where I go when I play music. So we started painting together and um, it, it, it kind of got me going back on track you know, to expressing myself in a different way. So that, that's kind of where it came from.
0: And how, what are the inspirations for the pieces that you create?
1: Um, from my years growing up in England, uh, prior to coming to America. Um, I didn't come to America until 1980. And uh, before that, you know, it was my experience of growing up in England in rural England and then visiting London with, uh, you know, with family and friends and, you know, sort of taking in all the sites. You know, when people see England before they've been there, they see telephone boxes mm-hmm. and and post boxes and, and Buckingham Palace and all these, and, and double-decker buses and all these iconic things that, you know, are sort of, they're kind of magical you know? Mm-hmm. And when I saw that for the first time as a kid, I, uh, you know, it really registered. And then when I got older and I started uh, getting into painting again, uh, it was something that I wanted to convey and something I I wanted to document. And then of course, when I, when I got to America, I realized that it wasn't about streets of San Francisco or Kojak. It was, you know, it was something completely different. So so that was the beginning of um, yeah just america becoming part of my life experience
0: and tell us about the tour what what cities are you going to be hitting
1: i'm i'm here i'm here you know sort of dc area and i'm going to be are you familiar with the uh, montgomery mall or uh, tyson's corner
0: yep yep
1: so though so those those will be the the two shows that i'll be doing the 20 and the twenty fourth. Um, so you know, I'm 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 just kind of laying low at the moment, like I said. But uh, but I'm excited for the shows.
0: Yeah, um, I, one of them is my the mall that I grew up in, uh, Short Hills Mall in New Jersey. It's a really really nice mall. So.
1: Okay, yeah. so so yeah, that that'll be happening in November. Yeah,
0: um, November. Yeah, yeah, which which which
1: out. is fun. That uh, um, um that was actually my first. Wentworth's show uh, was uh, Short Hills, and I was extremely nervous because it was the first time, you know, we were going to be presenting, you know, the the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it ended up being such a blessing. It was it was great. People mm-hmm. people really really enjoyed it, you know, and um, you know nobody was judgmental. You know, rock star trying to be an artist. <laughs> um, you know, everybody was really, really supportive of what I was doing.
0: How about music? Like, did you always know from when you were little? Like, how did you get into drumming?
1: My father was a a huge music uh, enthusiast. And, um, you know, uh, we had a a turntable, if anybody remembers what those things are. He would play, uh, you know, big band like Glenn Miller. and, and And then he started, uh, introducing me to the likes of uh, Carol King and Elton John, and he was just a wealth of, of information. It was it was fantastic, you know. He he was able to just inspire me with all the different types of music that they were, and it wasn't until my brother, my older brother, brought home uh, Deep Deep Purple in rock and. Uh, Made in Japan by Deep Purple, that I started to get a feeling for uh, rock music. So music, it, it, it had always been around, you know, I, 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 was, I was inspired by it, um, but I, I never realized that it was gonna actually lead to a, a, a career.
0: And then how did you pick up the drums? What, what drove you to drums particularly?
1: My friend, uh, John, John Richardson, he was around forever, you know? He's a little bit older than me. And my mother and his mother were in hospital having our older siblings. So, um, you know, I used to spend a lot of time at, at my friend's house um, when I was young. And, and, and then, um, you know, sort around 14 years old, he, he got a guitar for Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was so envious. Um, so I went home and I said, mom, dad, can I get a drum kit? And, and of course the, 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 answer was no at the time, <laughs> but then about a week later, they said, well, you know, if you go for lessons, cause we don't want to do this. And then you totally lose interest. Mm-hmm. So if you can go for lessons and do some odd jobs around the neighborhood and earn some extra money. Maybe we could get you a drum kit on layaway, and and that's exactly what they did, and um, that was the beginning of, uh, of uh, you know my 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 career really.
0: Any drummers that you loved back then that influenced you? Yes,
1: many. Ginger Baker was one of them. Um, of course, everybody says John Bonham, um, but also um, you know Ian Pace with. Deep Purple, um, and then you know, um, just this 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 really wonderful um, smorgasbord of music that my father would introduce me to, where you know I was listening to all the popular music of the day, and 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 even if I didn't know who the drummer was, I, I, I was influenced by that. So it, it it was many, 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 many drummers um, and, and more and more as life goes on, you know?
0: Yeah, any of today that you are a fan of?
1: Dave Roll, he definitely changed, uh, you know, the way that, that people play, you know, drums. Um, and then during the 70s, um, you know, my experience of London and the whole punk scene uh, that that was also a, a huge influence um, you know I, I never thought I'd ever be in a rock band um, let alone you know making a living doing this mm-hmm. um, but it, it was this it was this sort of uh, yeah this this conglomeration of, of all these wonderful, Musicians that kind of pushed me into the idea that I could actually do this for a living.
0: Does your parents see you become famous?
1: Well, you can imagine the back the back door convers or the back room conversations that were going on <laughs> when 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 I I wanted to leave at fifteen years old. <laughs> um, I wanted to leave school. I can imagine my mother sitting there talking to the head teacher, going well, he's not going to be a brain surgeon, is he? You know? <laughs> so, so it was the, the idea that, well, why don't you let him, you know, sort of, you know, uh, follow his dreams? Because the school were like, well, you know, he has to finish, finish his, his qualifications, get his qualifications and, and finish school, and then, and then he can move on. And my mum was like, well, the opportunity is here right now. He's got this opportunity. Why don't we see what happens there? So mm-hmm. I was just so, I was just so enamored of my my parents for for believing in me so much oh. and allowing me to, to kind of just chase my dreams.
0: That's amazing, it's everything, right?
1: I know, I know.
0: And then how old were you when you came together with Def Leppard, how did you guys meet up?
1: Well, um, there, there was a, 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 an article in, uh, a news article in the local newspaper, the Sheffield Star, by a guy called uh, uh, Keith Strong. And uh, he, his headline was Leopard Loser's Skins. <laughs> and um, we read that, you know, myself, my mother, my father. And it was like, wow, you know. And at the ripe old age of, you know, sort of, I don't know, you know, 14, I was ready to give up the business because I was playing with all these local bands and I was kind of getting fed up playing cover songs. So I'd heard of Def Leppard and uh, uh, we called Keith Strong, got Joe Elliott's telephone number. And within a couple of days, I met Joe and Steve at a local club. And we stood there, and we talked, and we realised that we'd been to all the same concerts. Mm-hmm. We'd probably stood next to one another, and and you know, and, and enjoyed the same music. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of days after our meeting, I went to do a, a, an audition. The original drummer came back; he wanted his job. Um, and then another guy came and the discussion was, who's going to go first? And I said, well, you know, I'll wait. You know, i will uh, thinking to myself that if I heard them play, I could probably play the parts as well, if not better. <laughs> I did that. And um, after I played, there were smiles all around the room. And then a few <laughs> days after that, be- be- before my 15th birthday, um I got a phone call and they said you're in
0: wow I didn't realize you were so young my goodness amazing. neither did I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember when I when you had your accident I was 14 I was devastated um, oh. and you know what that only made you more powerful what did that feel like for you did you think it was the end or did you know right away you were going to persevere and-
1: no, I thought it was the end. Wow. Um, it's funny. I've I've been going through all of this stuff because um, I've been doing a story and trying to piece everything together. So I'm kind of raw in terms of my my experience back then. Uh, but but no, it was um, it was a feeling of defeat, um, and it wasn't until I started getting so much love an encouragement from my family and from fans all over the globe. I mean, everywhere that I discovered the power of the human spirit. And, and, and it was, I, I, it was like a one track mind. I I focused on just becoming well and being able to do something that I'd never done before. And, and, and that was, that was sort of defying all the odds and, and, and becoming, you know, a drummer again.
0: Amazing. You're such an inspiration. You're so amazing.
1: Oh, thank you, darling.
0: So this is life minute. What is a life lesson? The biggest life lesson you would give someone? Somebody
1: asked me a question the other day that was that, that really hit my core Hmm. and they said, well, What would you, as a almost 58-year-old man, tell your 21-year-old self? You know, what would you say that may have changed the outcome of of how things went? It actually really, it it became very emotional. My answer was, uh, lead with your heart, uh, not with your head. And I think that has become a reality for me, is where you know, um, don't assume anything, you know, don't make up stories in your head. If you go with your heart, that becomes your truth. That is the truth. And I think uh, as, as, as myself now, I would have, I would have, I would have hugged my 21 year old self and said, lead with your heart and make decisions based on that. Not on 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 you know on what you what you think something is um and and that and that's um, uh, I feel like that is just a really um, important life lesson.
0: do you feel like you wish you did something different at that age or
1: in many ways, yes, in other ways, my life experience. Has become a blessing. I have this, this um, opportunity to become uh, an inspiration to many.
0: And you do so much for people too. You're a humanitarian. Tell us about that. Tell us about your project, Resiliency.
1: Okay. So back in 2001, myself and my wife, we set up a Raven Drum um, Foundation. And, and and we catered to many different parts of the population. And then in 2006, I, I was invited by the USO to go to uh, Walter Reed Army Medical Center in the DC area. And I met with many of our wounded warriors, um, um, men and women, and um, it had a massive effect on me. and i I remember getting back to my hotel room and and I called my wife and I said, uh, and at this point i w- I was really upset. I was really you know just just distraught. Um, I said, you know i I never realized this, but but wounded warriors are going through such a hard time at the moment maybe we need to refocus. And she, she, she just mirrored that. And she said, I, I was feeling the same way. Um, and that's when we came up with project resiliency, which was really focused more on wounded warriors. And, and, and that has become a blessing ever since.
0: Uh, and your wife is a musician too. Tell us. Uh, yeah,
1: about. she, uh, she, she's definitely the musician in the family. You know, I, uh, I count to four and the band come in, which is a blessing. I mean, most of the time, you know, they come in. Uh, but but she's, she's a wonderful songwriter. And, you know, she's, 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 really, she's really done well for herself. A very prolific uh, writer, songwriter. I just try and support her uh, every step of the way. And she loves it because she doesn't have to pay a drummer to play. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great. So uh what's new with Def Leopard?
1: Um I think our first show is in June um in Atlanta and that's of 2022. Um so hopefully that happens, you know. Um you know I am I'm, I'm I'm just hoping that, that Delta or COVID doesn't doesn't get the better of us and that we can move forward, you know,
0: yeah. especially
1: for some of these large gatherings. I know. So, you know, I'm just I'm just hoping that we we can get back to some sort of normalcy.
0: Me too, me too. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, what was that like?
1: You know what? Good question. Um Hall of Fame, I just got off tour and I got a message, I got an email. Oh, with you know, Hall of Fame, they want us to, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be inducted. I felt so kind of depressed in a way because I just got off tour and I, I was really I was really enjoying my time at home. And then I'm kind of warmed to the idea, but I didn't really fully understand the implications of of what this meant. Mm-hmm. And then we got to uh, New York to do press, probably about five or six days before the induction or the ceremony. And we started doing all this press and then you may have seen the Howard Stern, you know, um, sort of interview. And it was, it was then that I started to understand how big this was <laughs> and, and how much this meant. And then fast forward to standing on stage and, and, and sort of looking out at the audience and seeing this massive you know, group of, of, of fans, Def Leppard fans, which incidentally was the largest fan boat in the history of the, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame, um, which meant everything to us. And then looking out in front of me with all sort of the expensive seats mm-hmm. and seeing the entire industry looking at me and the band and realizing that this was the really the first time that I'd ever really felt love from the industry, and it was so overwhelming, which is which is why I, you know, I I I was very emotional that night. It was um, it was very powerful. Yeah, I, I got it. I was like, wow, this is massive, <laughs> and I can't believe that you know, Def Leppard are finally getting some sort of recognition for. know for everything that we've done and um and and then it became i dismissed everything that i felt you know when i first got the message about you know coming to new york and and going through with this i i I totally got it and it was like wow this is a huge honor and and i i I really i'm so appreciative that that it happened and I'm kind of a different person because of it. To to have been sort of the underdogs, you know, the, the the sort of, you know, the glam metal band that never really, you know, got that recognition, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it all came to the surface, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, Dev Levin, you know, these guys are great," yeah. and 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 it really registered, mm-hmm. and then, and then of course, you know, uh, probably biggest fan of Brian May, you know this but this band we we love Brian May and then we asked him if he would you know be part of the ceremony right. and he came along and did it. I mean that in itself was just massive, mm-hmm. you know uh, to to have you know support from our our friends and family.
0: I never thought of, of you guys as a glam metal band. Uh,
1: well, you know, we, we grew up in the 70s, so, you know, it was all about Bowie and Queen and Ian Hunter, Mott the Hoople. We came from a different time. It, mm-hmm. was, it was all about that for us. It mm-hmm. was all about that sort of just just being a showman.
0: Will you guys be making any more new music?
1: We, uh, we We're always making new music. Um, the wonderful thing about technology is is being able to uh, share ideas across, you know, huge oceans and, and and not necessarily have to be in the same room as one another. So we're always sharing ideas, and you know, it's great. It's great if 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 you run out of ideas, uh, that you can send it to somebody else and say, "Could you finish this off, please?" <laughs> <laughs> so we've been doing that for years you know where we we just kind of share ideas and and, and 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 try to keep things moving in terms of new ideas
0: and you guys always get along
1: no <laughs> no i mean we punch one another once in a while you know um that that that's ten- it's like it's like um <laughs> it's a complex family extended family type of situation you know um it gets pretty real at times but then you know you 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 realize that it, it's um it is a is it it is a family dynamic and and that you know um this too shall pass
0: <laughs> what's next for you what's something you want to do that you haven't done yet dumb question for you because you've done everything and you're doing everything
1: <laughs> no i no i haven't but i i visited uh china once for a completely different thing. You know, if the circumstances were right, I mean, any, any musical group would want to conquer the world or allow people to, to hear our music. Everything aside, politics, it's always a wonderful idea to be able to inspire people with music. And, um, and there'd be nothing else attached to that. We haven't played everywhere. Uh, but we we definitely love to be able to play as many as many countries as possible and spread uh, as much love as possible.
0: What's your favorite song to play live?
1: A song called Hysteria. I think that song for me conjures up the love of a higher power. Ever since that song came about, I just came up with the title. I just feel like that song sums up Everything that, as human beings, we'd, we'd like to be.
0: What inspires you every day as an artist?
1: Waking up alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're sort of getting out of bed and stumbling to the bathroom and looking in the mirror and going, Hi, how are you today? I think that's, that's a first start. More than that, I think counting my blessings for... My beautiful family and uh, the friends that really lift me up and support me, and really, my family. Uh, I'm very, I'm very blessed that my my parents are still alive, and That's that, uh, yeah, Aww. that, that That's I, I have something really solid, you know. Even if I don't perceive that some days. It's there.
0: My mom's 91. I'm grateful too. Man,
1: you don't look old enough. You look you look Aww, like 16. Thank
0: you. Oh <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's the zoom, it's this crappy video.
1: Oh <laughs> you oh you got the soft filter on there?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you do to totally chill and relax?
1: Music without drums. Huh. Um, I love meditational music. Um there's certain music that really helps me. Alpha, theta, delta. It just taps into a different part of me where I'm able to just relax and just try to try to leave all the all the BS behind.
0: Um, what's something you never travel without?
1: Um, I never travel without my wallet. <laughs> but, no, my cousin, my cousin, she made me this beautiful, uh, this cross, this wonderful crucifix made out of wood. Aww. And uh, she's actually, um, I love her. She's, she's Down syndrome and um, she's six months younger than me. And she gave me this, 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 this cross, this crucifix. And it was so beautiful the way it fitted in my hand uh, that mm-hmm. I I started to carry it everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's the one thing that stays with me all the time.
0: I'm going to cry. Um, oh, what, stop. What's your <laughs> You're going to get me going. <laughs> Both very sentimental. <laughs> what's your favorite comfort food?
1: Oh, man, Indian food is so good. <laughs> Vegetarian Indian food is just... It's like, it's like a warm blanket.
0: Are you vegan? Yes. You look young too. That's why you look so good too. And you get better looking. It's so unfair. Like you got better looking as as you get older. You know that? (laughs) I'm sure people tell you that. You did.
1: No you vegan, I, I, what it is? You can't see my pointed ears. Is that what vegan means?
0: <laughs> oh please! <laughs> oh yeah, I, mean, I could beat you there. Mine leg like, are huge. They stick out like Dumbo. Um. Well, oh, I didn't. Know, actually, what was the first album you ever had?
1: Oh, I well, back in those days, remember? I, I, we were poor. Um, uh, as a family, we couldn't really afford that much. Um, but. I think the first single that I ever bought was Norman Greenbaum Spirit in the Sky. Do you remember that song? Yep.
0: yep. That's where I'm going to go when I die. Yep.
1: Yeah, that was that was the that was the first music day I that I ever bought.
0: Wow. Keys to a happy life. What's your key to a happy life? You kind of answered that one. I did. That's
1: I did, funny. but it, I think I think it's always good to to uh
0: Reinforce
1: it. Yeah, I think reinforce, I think counting blessings is, is, is such a powerful practice for any of us, you know, just waking up and, and, and going, man, I woke up. Hmm." Mm Hmm. Like, what's your first thought? And then the idea that you go like, wow, I have all these wonderful people around me. Um, you know, my, 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 my family and and just and just being able to just tap into those feelings of, of um, gratitude, you know, and it's not easy, it's not an easy practice. It sounds simple, but it's not, because sometimes we're just pissed off, you know uh, about whatever but, but but I think to be able to pull yourself back into that center and and go, you know what, no. Um, I have so many more great things going on in my life than I do negative things. Mm-hmm. So go with that.
0: Look at you, I can't believe I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's crazy. I always wanted to and I, I, I've I been saying that, you know, I'd love to, love to talk to Rick Allen and then, you know, and then this popped up. So I'm honored, what an honor and you're a beautiful, wonderful person.
1: Well, you manifested that, you know, um, and I guess we both did. Um, but yeah, keep in touch.
0: Thank you so much. That was awesome. Oh, you're
1: welcome. I can't wait to meet you in person.
0: Oh, me too.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, gosh,
0: a pleasure to speak to you. You made my uh, you made my month.
1: <laughs> oh, fantastic, darling. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I'll look forward to you soon, okay? Yes,
0: yes. All right, God bless. Darling. Stay well.
1: All right. Good Bye. Night. Bye. Bye.